Hello and welcome to Nolo Time, episode 48. My name is Hobart Velez and with me is the destroyer of hard drives, Mr. Joel Young. Destroyer of hard drives? I'm trying to trying to save them, Obed. <laughs> <laughs> Should be the savior, not the destroyer. The savior of you, you hard drives. You would meant to save them, not destroy them. <laughs> Oh, I love the Star Wars references. <laughs> yeah, this is why I love hanging out with you, man. Like we can make Star Wars references all day, and we know them all—the good, the bad, the ugly—doesn't matter. We're like the Captain America meme. We get that reference. We get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? Everything good? Everything's going really good, man. I mean, just enjoying the summer here. But uh, you know, I, I'm uh, I'm making uh, my rounds to catch up on some of the stuff that I wasn't able to watch earlier on. So I'm catching up on Agents of Shields because. You know, the show's not great in honesty, but it's it's a Marvel show, so I kind of feel obligated to to so finish it out and and, and no, I'm not being paid by Marvel because I was gonna follow up with the conversation about DC. You know, I'm still watching um, Arrow, so that that's one of the shows that I've stayed on with, and it's actually been pretty interesting. Um, you know, it's I feel like you know what it is at this point. Like, there's there's nothing that's gonna really catch you by surprise you know oh this person's gonna leave the team you know they're really not gonna leave oh this person's gonna die you know that it's just it's it's a similar formula um but it's i think regardless the narrative is interesting and um this is like a little side little nugget for you guys out there we're not we're not this is not necessarily a topic for our show today but i just saw a report come out saying that Batgirl's gonna be joining next season on arrow so that's a little interesting because i know the the act the main actor um, Stephen Mel has talked about really wanting to have Batman on his show, and they've they've said that that's, that's like an end game result for them. They'd love to have. Um, so it's interesting that they've gone closer and closer to basically having Batman on the show. They've mentioned Bruce Wayne even. Um, so it is interesting, but yeah, man, I'm just just playing catch up on those kinds of shows really right now. Cool. I heard Agents of Shield got renewed right for like half a season, like twelve episodes or something like that. Yeah, it got renewed. I haven't, I haven't. I don't think it's been an official word yet. In how many episodes? Um, but all they, all they put out there was that we've been renewed for a sixth season. Okay. I mean, it would surprise me if it's half, to be honest. But, but we'll have to see. I mean, where I am right now, I'm seeing now some of that Infinity War tie-in stuff. So I don't know. I think depending on what happens after Infinity War, maybe that's what they're kind of tying that together, right? Maybe it ends, um, the next season and and. With whatever happens with Infinity War, yeah, sorry, whatever whatever happens after Avengers Four can maybe be the conclusion to what even is going on there. I think a lot of things can be reset, time travel, all that kind of stuff. So they may even undo the events that even happened with Agents of Shield. We'll see. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, not much on my side, man. Um, watching some anime, going back into the anime uh, black hole, and it's it's great. <laughs> yeah, I actually because I'm. Um, I was like, I, I, I finished watching Dragon Ball Super. I was like, man, what what else should I watch? And I remember that I haven't that I hadn't watched season two of Attack on Titan because uh, the first season was on um, Netflix. So I watched it on Netflix a few years ago when it came out, um, but I didn't see season two. So I did that, and that it's a half anime season, so it's like thirteen episodes. And I and I just started uh, last week. Uh, actually, I. T- totally had forgotten that the persona 5 anime was coming out and and i remember that it was out and there was already six uh five s five episodes out last up last week six episode came out over this past weekend um so i watched the uh i watched those episodes and kind of want to play the game again 
but at the same time, you know, it's it's too much of a time sink for me at this point, and I got I got other stuff to play. I, I really wish I I could go back, but the anime is pretty good. I mean, they they do a, a decent job at you know they they took up a twelve hour plot and make it you know into a two hour you know into a four episode um, uh, uh, you know run, uh, which. I, I highly recommend, like, I've, I've recommended Persona 5 a bunch of times, right? Um, but I, I highly recommend that if, even if you're not into anime, watch this first four, the first four episodes, right? Like, kind of like the rule of three. Oh, like, yeah. That you said. Um, but watch the first four, because the first four episodes is the, the entire first arc of, of P5 on the game. And, and it's really good. It's good. Uh, voice acting is good. Uh, of course, the music is the best part of it. It's so awesome, uh, and 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 the story is great. I mean, they they did a great job with condensing a lot of stuff. Um, there's a lot of stuff that get that gets lost, um, but it's you know it's the way it has to be. You know, you don't have the luxury of having, you know, three hundred episodes on this thing. So uh, this is probably going to be like a twenty seven, twenty nine episode, you know, deal. Uh, and other than that, I started watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on uh, on Crunchyroll too. That's pretty good. I really like it. Watch uh, ten episodes of it, so I'm hooked. I'm gonna keep watching that one. That's good, man. It's good yeah. anime stuff out there, especially in the summer. You know, binge watch some stuff, and it's awesome. Yeah, and that's exactly what I did for Superman. I binged it like as much as I could. It was great. Uh, and so I, that way I can get up to speed. So I think I was like the se- the series ended. And I finished everything like three weeks after the series ended, so I did pretty good. Nice. <laughs> so I, I pretty much I watched like a hundred episodes in in like two three in about three weeks. Um, My so so it was it was good. It was good. Uh, when you, so, when you, you do stuff like that, the withdrawals are crazy. You're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even on Saturdays, I was here. I was like, from my iPad, and I was like, oh, I'm so now. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good uh, because I really I'm, a, I'm Dragon Ball's my my you know favorite anime of all time. Uh, second favorite. Uh, Macros is still my favorite anime of all time. So uh, I it you know it's just for me it was just like eh, I'll watch it and I'll have tons of fun with it. It's definitely way better than GT. GT was not good. So uh, also not canon. So it's fine. Doesn't matter. Um, but Joel, we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, first of all, there's uh, two big movies coming out soon, um, and we got reviews for them, man. Finally, I know, I know. Uh, first things first, we've got coming out this uh, today. Technically, as we're recording this, Deadpool's out. So if you're listening, to this Deadpool just came out. So all those reviews have dropped. Um, you know, we're seeing that's in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken. Last I checked on Rotten Tomatoes, 89. Maybe. Club, pretty high reviews. That's eighty five right now. Eighty five, okay. Um, so it's it's it, it looks good. I mean, you know, you're always concerned when you hear about a sequel. You know, about if it's gonna live up to its first movie, especially if the first one was so strong, strong enough to make them uh, greenlight not just a sequel, but even some spinoffs like X Force. Uh, and this movie seems to be from the the commercials that I've seen. It seems like it really is a Deadpool X Force movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting to see how successful I've actually I've gotten text messages about this movie already. People are saying it's good. Um, I've been told that it's it's a movie that 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 does live up to the hype, and it's a lot of really fun action. Um, you know, I I know uh, you know it's one of those things that is its own niche, but it's amazing to know how many people out there are interested in a character that Obed. I mean, just 
10 years ago, if you would have said Deadpool. Like, oh, I knew he was. No, you know, it's like Gambit right now. If you bump into someone who even knows who Gambit is, that's, that's a big deal. So, you know, that's good for them. Yeah, definitely. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy, right? No one knew who they were. No, like, no, no. Who are these say? Who are these a holes? It's like no one knew. <laughs> Why is Gamora? <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, then the other bit of, of you know stuff coming out there, Obed, is that we've got another Star Wars movie, and you guys know we're huge Star Wars fans here at No Low Time. So the new Star Wars movie that's coming out, Solo Star Wars Story, it's a spinoff, just like Rogue One. So it's not an episodic film. The reviews just dropped on that, which. It's a good sign because when I I was getting concerned about this movie, Obed, you know I've talked to you in depth about, look, I'm not excited. Um, I'm going to come in cautiously optimistic. It's a Star Wars movie, so I love Star Wars, so I hope it's to be the best. I hope to be wrong. Um, I have not yet seen this movie, but the reviews did drop for it, even though this movie comes out Memorial Day weekend. And uh, the reviews for it is good as well. It's also, if I'm not mistaken, in the 80s as well on Rotten Tomatoes. 71 right now. Oh, say 71? Okay. So it's not it's not great, um, but it seems like it's good. Uh, you know, I a lot of mixed stuff out there about this movie. I've seen some hardcore people saying, like, this is really good. I've seen other people who are just, you know, they said that it takes a while, especially in the beginning of the movie, for you to really get into it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to wait to... I'm going to wait to have an opinion for myself until I see it. I, I, you know, I might go in this movie and be like, forget these guys are wrong. Yeah, the patient's there, but I enjoy it. I don't know. I mean, Last Jedi, I have a lot of people that I disagree with on their opinion. I don't know what my opinion is going to be of this movie. People can say this movie is good. I can hate it. I don't know. But it's interesting enough to see that there's, there's a reaction that leans more towards the positive where I was scared that it was going to be really negative, really bad, no matter how many reshoots that they've done. That wasn't going to be cohesive. So at least it looks like this movie probably holds together. But will it be something that the fans appreciate? Will it be something that, that people really rally upon? We'll have to wait to see when it goes to the mainstream audience. But even with them not, even with this movie not being out officially yet and just having the critics' responses, uh, it seems, Obed, according to some of the reports that are coming out, like they've already they're having discussions about next installments that continue what happens in Solo. So whether that means it's a so, Solo uh, sequel or what's been discussed right now and people are not sure about just because of the conversation, the words coming out from Donald Glover, from Charles Gambino, saying that, hey, I'm on contract for two more movies and that Lando's is the character that he loves and that he would love to do a Lando movie and Kathleen Kennedy and another statement basically agreed with him. So some people are leading on saying, hey, maybe there's going to be a Lando spinoff movie. I think it depends on the reaction to this movie. I think that, that Disney's playing a coy and they're saying like, Hey, we know there's a lot of hype for this, and we know there's a lot of good responses from the test screenings we've had, from press and whatnot, but um, when audiences see I think that will really determine the fate of, of these movies, but they're prepared for it. So I don't know what your thoughts are, Obed, but I mean, I think, I think I've, I've, I'm going to have the same expectations going into this movie than I had before. I Yeah, cautious, still cautiously optimistic. Um I know that a couple of the reviewers that I that I like on YouTube, like Jeremy Johns, I watched his, I watched his review because he's really good at explaining the movie without really spoiling absolutely anything that's going on in the movie. So he put it very interestingly. It was like I I thought I was going to have a problem with the actors, except you know, um, uh, Charles Gambino, <laughs> and and but everything everyone was good. Um, he he did say that. Um, Woody, Woody Harrelson's character was forgettable uh, and that the movie is just that first act is just boring and then it does pick up from there 
but it's a really rough first act. Uh, and it, you know what? At this point, it's really hard to really figure out what was shot by um, by uh, the previous directors and what was shot uh, with um, uh, with uh, Ron Howard. So uh, it's 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 kind of like a little bit of a mess, uh, but not not terrible. You know, it's it's. I heard it's okay, which eh, I mean, it's. I heard it's really Star Warsy, so that's good. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just like I think the same thing you said. Like our our expectations, I think, are still the same. I mean, it's just I think it's it's when you're chomping at the bit for a movie like this, reviews like this is gonna make you start to either feel sometimes more excited, sometimes you feel less excited. In our situation, I think, okay, I think we're still at the same place where it's like I still want this movie to be great, but I'm not going in with the expectation for it to be a great exactly. movie. I expectation that I'm gonna have a good time, or I hope to have a good time rather. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the same thing with me, Joel. I don't know if you saw there was a, a IGN uh, posted an article a couple hours ago uh, about the Obi Wan movie, and and that apparently the movie is happening and it is going to be a direct prequel to A New Hope. So this is old Obi Wan in Tatooine. So kind of like Rebels. We'll see. Uh, they're saying that it's happening, so I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm really excited about this news. I've been hearing a lot of people talking about this. Like, this is the spinoff movie that pe that people actually were asking for. Yeah, I really more want this. More than Rogue One, more yeah. than Solo, more than Boba Fett. Yeah, more than definitely more than Solo because no one asked for the Solo movie. Rogue One, I can see, and Rogue One, I really liked Rogue oh, One yeah. a lot. So, so just yeah, this is like, and Obi Wan's my favorite Star Wars character. Same. I, you know, I, I really, really want this movie. Aaron McGregor is great. He already said, it's like, hey, if you guys want to do it, I'm in. I don't care. So, yeah. And, it's and the timing is perfect. He's aged, you know? The, the character's supposed to be aged. I mean, there's so much there that's just perfect for, for this story to take place. It just, I know, but I say this sometimes, but sometimes it just makes too much sense. Like, this is money waiting to happen. This is a, mm -hmm. a successful franchise waiting to happen. There's so much rich material there. Um, from things that from some of the spinoff novels and, and uh, you know some of the, the canon legendary stuff, right, with Star Wars. So I'm fascinated to see what Kathleen does with this movie. I know it's going to happen. It just makes some sense for it not to happen. Reports are saying it's happening. As long as you get Ian McGregor in it, and you have to get a really um, Star Wars loving director, you know, someone who understands this material, I think we'll be in good hands. Don't make it a comedy. Don't make it a dark movie. Give us, give us a really warm. Take us back home to Star Wars with Obi Wan, a character that many people love from the original movies and even from the prequels. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see what this movie does, and I hope it's sooner than later. I hope this is the next spinoff movie. Um, we'll see. Yeah, he definitely was the best part of the prequels. Uh, apparently, the director is Stephen Daldry. I'm not really familiar with his work. So we'll have to look them up and see uh, yeah. what's up with that. Probably talking um, about that more as more information comes out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Joel, there's also some uh, some Netflix Marvel news, right? Sure is. Uh, we got some stuff coming out about season three of Daredevil. It's been a while since we've heard anything about this. You know, season one, season two of Daredevil kind of reminded me of Iron Man one and two, not in the sense of how the, the quality of those but in the sense of how they kind of use those two movies to build up the MCU. That's what they've done with Daredevil season one and two. They use that to kind of build up 
the Defenders universe, right? Um, bringing in Elektra and bringing in Punisher, right, in season two, and and just you know build a strong fan base for the Defenders. With the, with now season three, they don't have to rush to make this, but they are in the process of putting it out there. As we know, it's going to be um, so spoiler if you haven't seen the end of the Defenders. It's going to be the Born Again storyline. Um, so they, you know, we know that Wilson Fisk was confirmed to come back for the third season. It only makes sense for him to, yeah. uh, even though he has a very small role in the second season. Uh, you know, the thing about this Born Again is that there's so much stuff in this comic, dude. Like, there's so much about just Matt and the dual personalities and and who he really is and his identity. That um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they really deliver this in a strong way because this could be uh, one of the best Netflix uh, seasons that we've ever seen for any of their shows if it's done well because this this comic is written so well, The Born Again. But I will say that what's interesting about the news coming out about this is that there's also rumors surrounding another villain that's going to be in here, and that would be Bullseye. So apparently Bullseye has been is on set. Uh, apparently they've already casted someone to play Bullseye. It's not um, John, J- Jason Statham, which, man, that, <laughs> that would have been, been my great. guy. That would have been great, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. But uh, our fans can, can dream. But, yeah, there's, just, there's an actor already cast to play Bullseye. Bullseye. Uh, I'll, I'll wait to see how true this is just because the source is a Reddit source. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to drink that Kool-Aid just yet. But, I mean, it, it, it's something that, that we've heard the name before Bullseye come up in other conversations for Daredevil um, when they've done the Netflix, you know, series. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not actually too excited to see Bullseye in here. But if they do it well, then I know it's going to be great. So, like, well, it just depends on how they incorporate the character. Uh, he's, it's, it's, he's a pretty big character for Daredevil, and I would hate for him to take away from what um, the Born Again storyline is and what Wilson Fisk's role is just because I love uh, the Kingpin. Um, you know, I'm just I'm just interested. This, they're even introducing, you know, the sister that's been confirmed, right, of Daredevil. So a lot of characters, a lot of stuff going on. And where they left off from Defenders and Daredevil Season 2, there's a whole lot of stuff that needs to be caught up on. I'm just, just Matt's relationship with his friends. You know, that's what I love the most about this show, that there's consequences. You know, stuff happens, and he's got to deal with it later on. You know, yeah. it will work out in the end, but it's not going to be the easy road. Of course, is also talking about a guy who's coming back from the dead. Spoiler alert! But yes, it, it's 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 a uh, it's a lot to deal with. So I, I'm curious to see how they juggle if this is really true, having another villain and another major villain in the show. Yeah, I think I think I think Bullseye. It's for season three. I think it's good. Uh, I think it's about time to bring him in. He's a like you said, he's a pretty pretty big part of of Daredevil. We've already had two seasons with, you know, several very you know different villains and whatnot. So, I think that a combination of him and Wilson Fisk, um, as long as they don't do it like the Ben Affleck movie, that'd be fine. Uh, you know, because that that they had no chemistry. Like uh, uh, Michael Clark Duncan and um, man, I forgot his name. Uh, the Irish guy that plays. Uh, Bullseye in the movie. Um, so there's really not good chemistry, like villain chemistry, not even between him and Ben Affleck either. So like that movie lacks, lacks chemistry all over the place. I don't want to go, I don't want to go on a tangent where we're talking Daredevil. Um, but I, I hope that, that whoever uh, the person they cast it for Bullseye has chemistry with 
um, with with the other actors. So that's that's my only hope for it. I still haven't finished Defenders. It's like I watched one episode, <laughs> and I and I totally checked out. I mean, my daughter took over my iPad. Unfortunately, it's a it's a problem. <laughs> it's an addiction. She may have to go to iPad rehab here in a second. Um, but but I, I'm hoping that there's good chemistry and you know between between all the actors because because that was I, I think it the season one uh, that that was the, the the strong part of Daredevil season one was the chemistry between all of them. Mm. Uh, and, and and as long as they keep it going, um, I I don't see why not bring Bullseye in right now. For sure, for sure. Yeah, cool. Uh, Joel, we got some updates, some E three stuff leaks. E three other stuff that got um, sort of confirmed based on uh, some rumors that were uh, circling around a few weeks ago. So the big thing with Call of Duty, right? I went on a rant a few episodes ago about games as a service and Call of Duty um, uh, Black Ops 4 not having a single-player campaign and moving into the games as a service slash Battle Royale thing. The Activision say, oh, we're not talking about it and whatnot. So we got confirmed today with... Gameplay footage and trailers. Uh, they did Activision did a full reveal, like it was a freaking E three conference, man. It was ridiculous. So they did a full reveal of Call of Duty today, and indeed, it does not have a single player campaign, and it does have a mode called Blackout, which is a battle royale mode. They did not specify how many players. Uh, they did say that it will be the biggest uh, Call of Duty map ever. Uh, pulling in uh, landmarks and other other features of previous maps, and also they said that they'd, this mode will have uh, all-terrain vehicles. So it will have terrestrial vehicles, water-based uh, vehicles, and uh, and flying vehicles. Wow! So that's pretty big because that's uh, that's game changer, right? On 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 PUBG, you can get on a, on a bike or a jeep or whatever. Um, but not in a helicopter or, or a boat. So this is game-changing. Depending on how many players total, uh, based on what, what I heard from developers they and, and the things that got out in the, on the Internet, they they are having some issues with having 100 players. So maybe they, they'll cut that down to maybe 80. Uh, I really don't know how much uh, that engine supports. I'm not really familiar with whatever engine... Uh, Activision slash the Call of Duty teams use, so uh, we'll see. But that's a big update from from that story, Joel. And there was a lot of stuff going out there online. People were pretty excited about this reveal and announcement. I mean, yeah, it's been it's been polarizing because half of the guys are like, "Oh, yeah, it's cool, it's cool, I like it." And some of the other ones are like, "Oh no, we're the single player." Oh, guys, what? so it's it was bound to happen. You know, not everyone's going to be happy about it, but. And as word gets out more and more, you'll see more reactions fill up. Exactly. And that's going to be now when whenever this game comes out during Christmas, uh, which I'm assuming there's probably going to be like a PS4 bundle with it, like it was, you know, for the last Black Ops. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, there, we'll see. We'll see how it does. Right. Uh, this is going to be a direct competitor to PUBG. Uh, PUBG is still pretty big out there, but it's not 
doing the numbers it was. It's really dwindling down. The Xbox version is still busted. Uh, the PC version still like you need really good hardware to run it properly. Uh, Fortnite's you know still kicking it out there. So we'll see what happens when this comes in. Again, this comes out October twelfth, so not too long for that. Um, but it's interesting to see the reaction of people being mad when they've already known that this was not going to happen. It was like last week we talked about the virtual console, right? And how fanboys were mad. It was like, you knew. They told you months ago. It's not breaking news, guys. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, if there's rumors out there for this sort of development, it's probably true and it's probably going to happen. So, um, you know, guys need to take it easy. Uh, the, the other thing that I want to touch, uh, touch real quick, Joel, is something that we did not talk about last week. And it's that apparently Microsoft is working on a, and I'm going to do air quotes here. I, I hate myself for doing this, but a quadruple A studio based out of Santa Monica. Whatever. What does that even mean? Dude, what's that even mean? <laughs> you know, it was like a billion dollar budget. Triple A, not quadruple A? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can, you can tell. Like, like, a, like I would say God of War is a quadruple A game, right? Because it's, sure. it's, it's a new standard. Yeah, uh, and, and that that game has money written all over it. Like, there, there's a there's just one small section on that game that has so much detail and so much stuff going on. Those like this this little cave area here <laughs> probably cost more than most indie games. So and it's ridiculous. <laughs> so and and so maybe. Uh, they're gonna do a, a studio to compete against the against the big, you know, Sony studios against the, you know, the Naughty Dogs, the Santa Monicas, the Sucker Punches, and uh, and, and all that stuff. Uh, basing it out of Santa Monica is, is interesting because that's also, you know, where where you know Sony Santa Monica, of course, uh, the the studio Santa Monica is. So that's interesting, Joe. What do you think is gonna come out of this? Yeah, man, I think that what's going to come out of this is that a lot of people are going to be um, expecting, like you're saying, something big, right? You can't just throw something around like this and and hope people just, you know, go with it and say it's going to be great. You're going to have to live to a lot of expectations, so I'm concerned that it's not going to be as great as it's being marketed to be. Um, but I think it's also a step in the right direction if, if, it, if it actually does live up to just because it means they're taking their IPs more serious by having a studio that's going to create this awesome, amazing thing, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's, it's, it lives up to it, right? Because I want Microsoft to succeed, but cautious, man. Like I, mm, I, it's, it sounds like a lot of sales fluff. It, it sounds like a, like a buzzword, like quadruple A sounds like a, like a corporate buzzword. It does. Just, just fans keep fans happy because it, it's clear that Xbox fans are not having a great time right now. Uh, they they are really feeling the, the the drought that they're having on quality stuff out there. Uh, State of Decay two just came out today. Um, last time I checked Metacritic this morning, I think it was like a sixty nine. It may have gone up. I'm not sure. Um, so it's not it's not you know setting the world on fire. Sea of Thieves had a lot of problems, and that's it, man. Like I think that they have the other thing that's coming up this year is probably Forza. I still think that Crackdown's canceled. <laughs> I, I I'm being honest with you, man. I st I still think that Crackdown three was it was revealed four years ago, man. 
I think that game's canceled. For nothing. Yeah. And so the only thing that you have coming out this year is Forza. Maybe next year we'll see a new, like, it will, I don't want to, you know, spoil my E3 predictions, but uh, but maybe next year we'll see, you know, two or three big IPs coming back and, and they being able to make a dent. The big thing, Joel, is that this is a brand new studio, number one. Number two, I, I believe the, uh, the the things that they need right now for this studio to be successful is two things. Is they need to get a great writer and they need to give it creative freedom. If they don't do those two things, it, this they can spend a billion dollars on whatever the heck they want and they're not going to, I mean, it's not going to make a difference. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, fans are still going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, they they need to they need to be careful with how how they manage the studio, and it, what's interesting is a game like the the two biggest games on on PS4 right now, uh, you know, God of War of course and Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon was on in development for six years, God of War was in development for five years. So if and those are you know quote unquote triple A games. True. How, how long is a quadruple A? Uh, game gonna take seven years so you're expecting not to see anything until like 2022 you know 2023 maybe yeah that that's not a good <laughs> it's not a good plan as, as if uh, the technology even that you're working on doesn't even exist either like are they, what's even their plans about you know another uh, we can get to that or e3 predictions about hardware and whatnot because they've kind of put themselves in a weird place so I don't know what they're thinking with this kind of marketing. It's probably a lot of fluff and it probably is more of a AAA thing, but yeah. I do that. That's, that's a big one to digest. Yeah. Unless they do, um, unless it's a, this is a next gen studio and then they're going to focus on whatever the next big thing is going to be for Microsoft. And just like, kind of like what that leak PS five document that, that floated around the internet a, a few weeks ago, said uh, about Sony internal studios, which is starting any any game that starts development, development on April 1st, 2018, it, it's, it's going to be a next-gen game. So maybe it's sort of like this. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, they Microsoft definitely needs to push. Game Pass may make a difference. It, I think Game, game Pass is going to keep the audience... It's gonna keep the fans happy, but it's not gonna bring new people in. Mm. So uh, you know, that's a problem. It's a problem. So hopefully, hopefully they they can you know get everything straight and and be able to pull it off. Uh, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm 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 really big on competition, so I really hope they do well. So we'll see in a few weeks on E3 what um, they have in store for everyone. And Joe, <laughs> remember we also talked. A little bit about um, Lawbreakers and how how it's like it was born to die and and Radical Heights how they came up with this game out of nowhere. Uh, well, it turns out that Bosky is is no more. So the studio behind uh, Lawbreakers, Bosky Productions, has ceased operations. Cliffy B, uh, aka Cliff Blasinski, posted a a a. a a, a Twitter post with hey, we're we're shutting down pretty much, and then there was a lot of rumors saying oh he, you didn't let employees know he he came out and said no we had a meeting before I posted this out to everyone and everyone was aware of what was going on, 
so uh, no one got a shock out of it. Um, it's no, I'm not gonna say bittersweet. I, I know Cliff is well respected in the industry, but he could be well respected in the industry. But if you disrespect the audience, mm. these sort of things are gonna happen, right? Mm -hmm. um, coming out and saying that Overwatch is for little kids and. And no, I got, you know, cursing and blood in my game and, you know, and coming out all cocky. I was like, I want to make the next billion dollar IP and all this, all these things that he said and and how he, he wanted to be the same but different and, you know, Overwatch. And he wanted to be the third pillar, you know, between over Overwatch and, uh, you know, whatever the next or the other arena shooter was at the time. I don't, can't even remember. Um, but you you need to be careful on on the things you say to the audience and how you present your product because if you if you coming out saying yo this is the next you know the the next next thing since you know freaking Overwatch uh it was like watch out Overwatch kind of thing you need to deliver right you and better then, love to it yep. And then on release, there was a lot of connectivity issues, server issues, frame rate was bad, the PS4 version was busted, uh, couldn't connect online. Um, uh, I remember watching a video uh, from John Bomb where uh, Jeff Gersman says, like, oh, yeah, I, I, I got Lowbreakers. I put it, loaded it up, and I was the only person on the, on the game <laughs> on, on release date. So, um, you know, they bled money for sure. Uh, and he also said that Radical Heights was, you know, put together uh, really quick because they needed to find a way to keep the studio afloat. Unfortunately, it was too little too late and and they could not sustain. So they are shutting down the studio. So um, I know that those guys that worked on that game are going to land on their feet. Uh, there's, you know, the, the Fortnite guys are based out of North Carolina that like this studio was. So I'm pretty sure they're they're going to be able to. Um, land on their feet and, and, and get something on Epic. Uh, when it go, we'll, we'll goes to uh, Cliffy, uh, I, I don't know what's next. It's going to be really hard for uh, a studio to take him seriously. Like, uh, you know, either a studio or, or a publisher to take him seriously. Um, you know, uh, at this point, I think he's a, he's a, 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 a liability. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, we... <laughs> So last week, dude, like we had a conversation about James Cameron and like being out of touch, like right with with his audience, like by making certain statements and comparing his properties to The Godfather and like all this stuff and hoping people get fatigued. It's like you're poking the bear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this guy now doing this with his properties, you know, with this with the studio and saying, OK, I'm going to have this thing. It's going to be better than Overwatch. And it's like, dude, like. It's great to shoot for the stars. I love confidence. I think you got to be confident, but there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. And people will smell that stench. And we're at the end of the day, we're the consumer, right? We're the ones that hold the money, and we're the ones that are choosing to give you our money because we want a good product. But when you start making comparisons like this, then you make us look at you and say, like, "Well, you better deliver upon that. We're holding you to that standard." Not because it's a preconceived standard. It's a standard that you yourself set and set. So 
you know, then you start hearing, like you're saying, the launch, and you know, hey, you're having, you know, server issues and, you know, frame yeah. rate and all this kind of stuff. It's clearly not living up to the massive, wild success of Overwatch. Like, your, your stuff could be fine. Your stuff could be good. It could have issues, but it could be fine. And instead of you remaining humble and, like, hoping people like this and presenting in a way of, like, you know, we're really trying with this thing and appreciate it for what it is. No, you have to come out and say it's the best and it's going to be better than everything else and comparing it to stuff that's, that is literally industry standard. Like, that's where you put yourself in a bad place. And that's where, like, you're saying about, like, not trying to, to work at another studio. This guy's going to have issues because, like, you're trusting people with a lot of resources. You, you can't, you know, shoot yourself in the foot by, by, by putting these kinds of stuff out there and not delivering on it. Yeah, and Overwatch killed three games too. Like it, before this game came out, Overwatch had already killed Battleborn and Paragon. Uh, and Paragon. So this game came out also dead. Like Overwatch killed three games, and he came out before him two, and with his game three. So you know, it's a you're it's like you know, uh, it's like the 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 little kid throwing rocks at the elephant and you know you you can't it doesn't work that way um but i, I don't feel i don't you know uh, my my best wishes to the guys at, at the studio i'm not concerned about him uh he was a major investor on oculus and so he got an ass load of money when they sold to facebook so sure. I, I don't feel sad for him at all um but um this is what it is you know you need to watch out what you say um, to your audience, uh, Joe, we we do have some uh, PlayStation news. Uh, we're gonna go into our jam here in a second. Um, one uh, uh, R.I.P. note before we jump into what uh, Mr. Sean Layden had to say. Um, <laughs> uh, the PlayStation Vita. Um, we all know how much I love that device, and uh, and and I I still to this day think it, it was it's it's the best um, handheld. Um, before the switch, right? The switch is considered a handheld. Uh, I think the the switch for sure is a better device, but uh, the Vita is is definitely definitely uh, was ahead of its time. Um, I I was I want to say it, it was right on time. Uh, unfortunately, Sony did not push it um, in the West as much as they could have, but they announced uh, just yesterday that starting uh, February uh, starting. F fiscal year 2018, right? The end of fiscal year 2018, uh, they are no longer going to manufacture uh, the Vita cartridges for North America and Europe. Uh, they are still going to um, make them for uh, Japan and Asia. So the only way to get Vita cartridges for new games would be getting a Japanese or an Asian version. Um, Asian versions are, but Vita is 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 region free, of course. So the good thing is that you can get an Asian version, and the Asian version usually is uh, Japanese uh, voiceover with English text. So it's not 100% localized like you would get on the U.S. But I know that the last few games that came from Japan for the Vita were not 100% localized. Like text was localized, but uh, the game was uh, the the voiceover was in Japanese. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's like uh, Sony is getting ready to pull the plug on this one, Joel. Oh, it's so sad, man. Like we knew, it, we knew, it, we talked about before here, but 
man, it's still sad nonetheless. I, I'm happy for Japan because I know that they really appreciate this console and it shows with the sales, and I think it will still be something that lasts for quite a while over there. Um, in the sense, you'll still see sales and success the same way. You know, for a while, you saw, like, the PS2 still being sold over there, and people, people love those consoles and whatnot, right? It's just a place that just appreciates Sony's consoles. But I think Obed, you and I joked about it off the air. But like, it's time to move to Japan because <laughs> <laughs> these guys, these guys got the stuff and they appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah, I mean, they, they Japan, they stopped the PS2. Well, when was it? Twenty fourteen. Yeah, it's for like forever, I mean, dude. Yeah, dude, it took it took forever. Uh, I know that they they already stopped the PS3 already. Uh, like manufacturing, one hundred percent stopped for for PS3. I'm sure plenty so, of them are still being used though. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Because there's a lot. I I see a lot of guys that in the uh, uh, the PlayStation subreddit or in the podcast beyond group saying, "Hey, I finally got a PS4. Finally got a PS4." Look, these guys are still on PS3. Amazing. Yeah, and and you know a lot of this, you know, older older PS3s are probably going to end up in like Brazil or something, you know, where these things are still really expensive and and uh, and not real, neither readily available or you know, out of most of everyone's price range. So, uh, but yeah, like you said, you know, the Vita is still doing okay in Japan. It's still selling okay. Uh, it's definitely whooping the Xbox One. <laughs> it's crazy. I know, I know. Um, but there's a lot of games coming because um, I know that those Persona Dancing All Night games are coming out. Uh, there's two games there. Uh, there's a couple of other uh, JRPGs that are coming out. Um, but mostly, I only bought four physical Vita games, uh, everything else I bought digital. So as long as they keep offering stuff digitally, which I think is going to be the case, then then it should be fun. You know, uh, it, it's going to be an issue with collectors, right? If you want to, you know, keep collecting for the game, then, you know, at a certain point, you either got to stop or then you have to import and then you're going to get hit with, you know, higher prices and all this stuff and not, not being able to read the game. <laughs> so... You know, R.I.P. Vita. Still love you. We still love you. Still love you. Um, and Joe, uh, Sean Layden came out on the PlayStation broadcast, and he talked about what are the games that are going to be showcased on the during the E3 conference. Now, he came up and he said that, and everyone started coming out with this wild speculation that. PlayStation is going to only show four games and they're going to be doing a Nintendo Direct stop a thing and the, the, oh, that's it. No more. That's it. And no, that is not it. So people need to read. People need to take it easy and not be idiots. It's like, that's my rant for the day. There you go. <laughs> Words of wisdom from Obed. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. You know, take a breath and read, right? It's like, don't, don't, don't complain. Um, but he came out on the broadcast and said that they are going to take a different a different approach, and the uh, there's going to be four first party titles that are going to be showcased, and there's going to be Spider Man, Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us Two, and Death Stranding. So those are the first party games that are going to be showcased. I think that uh, of course Spider Man's going out in September. Ghost of Tsushima, I'm really excited about because I really love. All the Sucker Punch games, uh, all the Infamous games are fantastic. So I am really excited to see if, if this is an open world samurai superhero game. 
I'm I'm there, man. Day one. It's like I don't care. I'm there. Um because it sounds so different, right? Than everything else that everyone else is doing. You know, uh they they're going into a more like a feudal Japanese type of thing. Uh and you know, they're doing something definitely different than everyone else. So I'm really intrigued to see that. Uh and and Chum Lightning did say that they, they're gonna get in-depth looks. Um, also, Joe, we are going to see Death Stranding finally. We're going to see what the heck is going on and what this game is all about. Nice. Yeah, man, I'm going to save a lot of my thoughts for this for our E3 predictions, but it's good news nonetheless about that they've got stuff to show and some stuff that we've anticipated, stuff we speculated about, uh, and I can't wait to be su surprised. I really think we're going to be surprised by a lot of the stuff that we see. So I'm coming in with high expectations. I try to keep tempered expectations, but Obit, I think you and I are going to have a great time on our June 11th live stream um, because it's going to be it's going to be exciting. So it's at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, 9 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. So um, I did say the week is like the day before, right? That we're going to be doing it live this date at this time, and that's exactly what happened. We right? really announced it, dude. It's like it's like they should hire. Right? <laughs> hey guys, I'm here. Just do it. I'm available. Um, pay my moving fees. I don't know. I'm I'm comfortable here. Uh, so the and the other the other big one is uh, uh, of course we're gonna get see some gameplay gameplay for the Last of Us two in uh, the game that is probably gonna be Joel's game of the year, Spider Man. Hype, <laughs> Spidey. Yeah, he did say that what they're gonna show for Spider Man is gonna blow your socks off or something like that. So I bet you can't wait. This is why I said that I have high expectations. Like I am, I think this is going to be so amazing because it's not just stuff that I don't expect, but just Spider-Man is something that I love. So to finally see some justice for, for a game. I remember playing uh, the original Spider-Man game on PS1. I yep. remember that just and to see, just see, like I can't wait to get my hands on this and just be like how far Spider-Man has come. Not just even as a book, not just even as a movie, but as a game, dude, like yeah. this is amazing, man. I'm yeah. so so excited. And that Spider-Man was on your favorite games list because yeah, yeah. I, I went back and listened to that episode recently. So, you, <laughs> so you did say it's like, yeah, the Spider-Man for PS1 is one of my favorite, favorite games ever. It's uh, true. So maybe this one is gonna be on your list for when we do our, knock it all off, just changes yeah. everything. Yeah. So when we when we do our revision, yeah, <laughs> yeah, when we do our revision uh, for our favorite games of all time list. Uh, you can bring it up, probably. <laughs> probably is gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, it's probably gonna happen. That game, that game looks really good, man. So uh, I can't wait. Uh, but did Sean Layden uh, came out same day with a full blog post saying there's, uh, you know, date and time. Um, this is the four games that we're gonna showcase for first party. But there's gonna be some other exclusive announcements, uh, third party announcements. And a couple surprises, and um, you know, we'll go. You know, again, think Seven Eleven. June seventh is our E three predictions episode. On the eleventh is our live E three reactions to the Sony conference. So Seven Eleven. Don't don't forget. It's easy to remember, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but what he said was interesting, you know, and and that they are going to uh, do the show live from LA. So this is an actual presentation. It's not, maybe it's going to be a smaller venue. Maybe it's going to be a smaller thing. Um, you know, this sounds like 
wind down, but at the same time, there's so much third-party stuff out there that it could definitely give um, the PS4 a couple more years. I'm still thinking 2020 for next-gen, man, so um, that's my thoughts. Oh, man, getting closer and closer. E3 is a lot more stuff. I can't wait for our predictions episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty good. I have I have some crazy ideas. Um, I, I should listen to uh, the one from last year to see how well we did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember we did pretty decent actually. Especially think, you, uh, man. Yeah. You were on the notes with a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we did pretty good. So we can we can go back and uh, and check it out. But um, yeah, again, guys, um, don't forget on Ju- the, our June seventh episode is going to be at our E three predictions. And then uh, on Monday the 11th, live, 8 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be on our YouTube channel with a live reaction of the PlayStation conference. So, uh, Joel, that's what I got. If you don't have anything else, take us home, bro. I'm going to take us home, Obed. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and listening to us here on No Load Time. And we really want to make sure we stay connected with you. Who doesn't need another friend, right? So go ahead and follow us on social media at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Also, you can go ahead and subscribe to us. It'd be important so you can keep hearing all of our new episodes. So we're on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. If you go ahead and subscribe to us there, um, you get instant notifications when our new episodes come out. If you're a subscriber on iTunes, if you could drop us a review, that helps us out too. Shares other people your thoughts about what you hear on No Load Time. And speaking of feedback, we love to hear from you as well via email. So we've got noloadtime at gmail.com. You can shoot us an email there with any questions, comments, feedback. Sometimes we discuss it here on the show, what have you. We love to hear from you guys, the fans. So thank you for taking time again to listen to us, and we look forward to our next episode here on No Load Time. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you guys next week. 